This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnia Saleh and Hani Balkis. Good afternoon, everyone, and happy Monday to everyone tuning in to us right now. You're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest in robotics, artificial intelligence, gadgets, and applications. All that you need to know about what's happening in the tech world, in the UAE, and around the world is being brought to you right here on Pulse 95. Lots and lots is in store on today's show, and we're once again talking all about WhatsApp. Now, as WhatsApp introduced their brand new privacy policy, one app was making use out of this backlash, and that is Signal. But was Signal able to handle the surge of users that have flown by to try and protect themselves from WhatsApp's brand new privacy policy? Sadly not, and we're going to be talking all about their outage and how they were able to resolve that. But in the world of smartphones, we're going to be talking about Apple because they are considering foldable iPhones, yet they have a little bit of a minor change that's going to be taking place with their 2021 models. On today's show, we're also talking all about emotional health and artificial intelligence. It's a very interesting mix whenever we talk about tech and psychology, but today we're going to be discussing how horses have a lot to do with our own mental well-being and how we can use artificial intelligence to basically help us find out how we deal with emotional struggles. Joining us today is an entrepreneur at the Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park, Mr. Mark Herrero, who's going to be telling us all about how he was able to basically combine the analysis of our own emotions with interacting with horses in a control environment environment to help us predict our emotional behaviors. We have lots and lots in store on today's show, so keep Pulse 95 locked and we'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Today we're discussing all about WhatsApp and Signal's drama. Now, a lot of people were very worried whenever WhatsApp came out saying that they are going to be introducing a brand new update, new update to their privacy policy, and that they were going to be sharing our data with both Facebook and Instagram. For those of you who don't know, WhatsApp, Facebook, and Instagram actually all belong to Mark Zuckerberg. And even though this is the first time a lot of people find out that WhatsApp is planning to share our data with both sister platforms, they have been doing that for some time now. However, a lot of people once they found out about the new change in privacy policy they were just running away from the platform all the way to go ahead and download signal and as a result signal actually saw a big rise in downloads and a lot of people were very concerned that signal may not handle such a big surge in users and they were actually right now this is not necessarily signals fault on its own because we've also seen similar things happen with zoom the minute people started downloading zoom they actually faced a lot of privacy struggles a lot of errors simply because a lot of people were downloading it and they were not ready for such a big surge in people. So on the 15th of January, Signal actually faced an outage. It was a global outage. It affected anyone and everyone who downloaded the application. However, a few days later, Signal was actually able to restore its services just one day after it faced all those technical difficulties because of the flood of new users. Now, the biggest advantage of it all, even though they were facing a lot of technical difficulties, this did not 
impact the security of the chats. So the only issue that users faced were that, you know, some of the chats that you were having with some of your loved ones and contacts were halted. Some people did not receive all the messages. And that error actually did not affect the security of the chat, which is the main highlight point that Signal was actually playing around with. Now, the nonprofit Signal Foundation that is currently based in Silicon Valley is actually overseeing the application security and technical difficulties. And they were promising that the next update would give every user a seamless experience. Now, for those of you who don't know, Signal is actually the brainchild of WhatsApp's co-founder. So the co-founder of WhatsApp actually sold the company to another founder. And as a result, he went ahead and created Signal. So a lot of people may be a little bit weary when they find out that the person who created WhatsApp is still the person behind Signal. So is it as secure as we think it is? This is something that only time will tell. But let's move on to talk a little bit about what Apple is doing because Samsung came out with its foldable iPhone, I think sometime last year, and a lot of people were just waiting on Apple to go ahead and copy that move, just like it did with the 5G connectivity and every other feature that Androids have launched. And soon enough, we will be getting Apple's first foldable iPhone. However, they are planning some minor changes for the 2021 models. They are currently discussing a number of screen sizes that they're going to be launching and they're definitely going to be rivaling uh, the similar devices from Samsung's company. Now, the, com the California-based company is actually working on a prototype for all of their foldable screens that are currently only available for internal testing. We do know Apple loves its secrecy, but it has not necessarily solidified the plans to actually launch that foldable iPhones. We do know that a lot of analysts and people who follow up on uh, Apple's patents, pant patents were actually looking at uh, what they were going to be up for. But the development work has not expanded beyond the display of the phone itself, which means that Apple does not have the full handset prototype in its labs and it may just take a few years until we see the final product. Just like Samsung's Galaxy Fold, Apple is currently working on a device with a larger screen in a more pocketable package. This is one of the biggest concerns for people who actually bought the iPhone 12. The size is pretty large, does not necessarily fit into your pocket always. And this is what Apple is currently trying to work on, making the screen as large as possible, but at the same time as compact as possible. So they're currently working on different screen sizes, one that unfolds to a similar size as the 6.7 inch display on the iPhone 12 Pro Max. Current foldable phones tend to have screens that are between six and eight inches. So we're looking at a very similar range and all of those screens will be undergoing testing just like Samsung's phones did. Now the testing is very important because the minute Samsung actually launched their foldable phones, they had to go ahead and retract some of them since they were causing a lot of issues for users. Now, having such foldable phones will definitely be very interesting for Apple to work on and it would be a radical departure for Apple because they're the pioneers of touchable all-screen smartphones. So working on a foldable iPhone, even though for many people it may sound like it's years away because of COVID-19 and all the delays in research, the company is currently working on making it become 
a reality. Now, Apple is not planning major changes for this year's iPhone lineup if the foldable phones don't make it for the launch, but they are going to be working on the design and making sure that when it does come out, it would be spectacular. Let us know your thoughts. Would you be willing to buy a foldable phone coming right out of Apple or would you rather stick to the sleek, well-known design that Apple always comes out with. Share your thoughts with us at 4215 do it to or sign into our DMs at Pulse95Radio. Coming up, we have a very interesting conversation all about the merge between technology and psychology. We're going to be talking about how horses can actually help us learn a lot about ourselves, especially when we tie in machine learning and artificial intelligence into the mix. We're going to be joined by an entrepreneur at Charger's Research, Technology and Innovation Park. Mark Carrero will be telling us all about it. So if you have any questions, make sure you send them in and we'll be seeing you in just a few moments. Anyone who owns a horse or who has gone horse riding talks about their therapeutic value. I mean, just looking at these creatures, being able to care for them reduces our stress, lowers our blood pressure, and overall improves our health. The power of this relationship is huge and it has definitely been lost by a lot of medical health professionals. But what if we could incorporate our interaction with horses with machine learning to help us learn more about our emotional health? Joining us today is an entrepreneur at the Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park, Mr. Mark Herrero, who's going to be telling us all about what he has done to be able to bring technology and psychology into one. Thank you so much for joining us today, Mr. Mark. Oh, thank you very much to all of you. It's uh, an absolutely pleasure to be here, and especially uh, with that incredible vision of that uh, Mr. Hussein Mahmoudi from SRTIP has about uh, the future and how we can build that amazing future. So you're right. So we are coming from the horse interaction. Mm-hmm. And uh, from that horse interaction, uh, it's just uh, unbelievable how uh, such a sensitive animal can uh, can help us uh, to learn more about us, not only about us, uh, but also about the surroundings. So it was our initiative together with Elizabeth, my wife, uh, and the co-founder of the company, mm-hmm. um, four years ago, about uh, designing to focus on uh, how we can take full advantage of the interaction with the horse and uh, mixing that experiential interaction plus uh, the depth psychology, so how the brain processes in a very depth uh, <laughs> methodology the, the information and the emotions. Uh, we can realize uh, through that interaction how we can be more uh, aware of uh, our reactions or how we can be more effective or productive. Absolutely. Now, for those of you who don't know, and I mean anyone who's lived right here in the UAE would know that the horses are actually a very big part of the culture and tradition and heritage. Uh, we've seen it, you know, we've seen the relationship between humans and horses across decades, you know, start out and continue. Can you talk to us a little bit about the reason why you chose the horse as the creature for human to interact with as you map out their brain waves and brain signals rather than picking any other animal well uh, as you mentioned there are there are many many amazing uh, animals uh, mm-hmm. but especially the horse it's an incredible uh, such a sensitive animal so uh, this sensitivity helps us to uh, be with no judgment and uh, see 
and be aware of the of their reaction. So through this reaction, uh, you can realize about uh, that sometimes uh, there are <laughs> many things that is not going on yeah. and in the right way. So uh, from this understanding, um, for us, it's easier to uh, to catch up that reaction of the horse uh, like a mirror. So if you see yourself in a mirror. Uh, so in that case, uh, after following very concrete steps uh, on the interaction, you can realize about uh, those depth patterns that many times it's not helping you in your uh, in your life. So connected to uh, classical therapeutical uh, questions, we mm. can improve in a much better uh, and faster way uh, the process of learning uh, and reducing the time of therapy or reducing any time of or coaching or this kind of. Uh, therapies that you yeah. can face at these moments. It's interesting that you mentioned this because, you know, especially during the year 2020, a lot of people have gone to therapy. They've invested more in life coaches simply because staying at home has given everyone a chance to mm -hmm. be alone with their thoughts, which could be a beneficial, you know, process. But at the same time, it could definitely be a, a, a terrifying one. Can you talk to us a little bit about how machine learning and artificial intelligence came into the mix and how can we use it to predict emotional behaviors? Well, uh, absolutely. In that case, uh, we we have an amazing team uh, of tech and engineers as well, and uh, they are helping us uh, to scale exactly that dream that we have uh, that we had from four years ago, and now we have uh, to become uh, global. And um, from that perspective, um, we are just uh, applying everything that we learned uh, from the interaction face to face with the horse. Uh, so learning that um, that solutions and that mm. answers that many times are difficult to, 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 to transfer to concrete data and objective data, um, they are helping us to train the algorithms. So mm. you know that machine learning is uh, like a kit, so you need to train that algorithms, to, to, you need to train that uh, data and process that data in a certain way. So uh, from this understanding, uh, we are capturing all the, the knowledge we had and all the methodology we developed during the four, year, four years, mm -hmm. and, uh, and we are training the algorithms from a very high-level perspective. It's interesting that you mentioned the face-to-face -face interactions because for many people and in many cultures, certain, uh, let's say, face expressions mean different things. So some people may not even smile, but they are happy on the inside. Mm -hmm. And other people may be hurting on the inside, but nothing is showing on their mm -hmm. face as a facial expression. So how do you deal with this very intricate uh, language whenever we're talking about emotions? And how can AI and algorithms recognize these patterns? Well, it's interesting that you are mentioning that because uh, worldwide there are many companies doing this so through the fashion recognition to recognize emotions, but uh, the emotions are cultural. So how you represent that emotions is totally cultural. Um, of course, uh, we are focusing on uh, the depth patterns that generate uh, or trigger that emotions. And uh, through this triggering of emotions, uh, how you behave. So we are going yeah, depth, 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 yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, from this understanding, um, the, the idea is uh, once again training the best, uh, the best in a better way, in a better way, uh, the algorithms from a perspective that 
each, um, each human being uh, based on how they feel and or what they represent or what they act or what they behave, uh, we can uh, trigger immediately uh, which are the emotions they are feeling, okay? Mm. Besides the expression or the cultural expression, because many times we saw that uh, the people has uh, some kind of inhibition, so mm. they don't want to represent they are happy or they are sad, uh, but they are, they are struggling or they are extremely happy. So um, understanding how uh, that heart rate uh, behavior or uh, neuroactivity behavior or how someone is behaving in, uh, in a given scenario, uh, we can mix all of this data and uh, predict if actually the user uh, is feeling sad or feeling happy. That's interesting that you mentioned because especially in today's day and age, we've seen facial recognition technology be basically implemented everywhere and anywhere. Everyone is depending on it as if it's a lifeline and a recipe to read someone's emotions and thoughts. But your technology is proving to be different. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about what inspired Mr. Mark Carrero to come up with this idea, but also how the interaction with the horse helps with these predictions. What type of sensors do they use? If you have any questions for Mr. Mark Carrero, make sure you send them in at 4215-DOOR-IT-DIS-A-LOT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Horses are extremely special creatures. They are majestic, they are strong, but they can also display a wide range of emotions. Whether they're around humans or even other horses, they can definitely thrive in social settings. And this is part of the reason why horses can actually develop such a strong bond with us humans. Today, we're talking all about the merge between technology and psychology. How can we use horses to learn more about our emotions and where does artificial intelligence come into the mix? Joining us today is entrepreneur at Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park, Mark Herrero, who's been telling us all about this interesting concept of mapping out our brainwaves, learning more about how we deal with our emotions by interacting with horses. Thank you so much for joining us, Mark, once again. Uh, Mark, can you talk to us a little bit about the interaction that we have with the horses and as our brain signals are being mapped, how does this help us to learn more about ourselves beyond that physical interaction that's currently taking place with the horse? Thank you very much once again. So, um, well, beyond that, uh, so the idea is uh, exactly what we are focusing at this moment at the SRTIP with uh, with uh, Mr. Hussein and all of his team. Mm -hmm. uh, it's about to research and all the potential uh, scenarios that we can create uh, beyond the, the, the interaction with the horse. So the idea is uh, recreate uh, and apply in um, all the industries. Uh, all the knowledge and all the researches that we are uh, doing, uh, on, only focusing and always focusing on emotional data analysis, uh, mm -hmm. which is our, our file. So uh, imagine that uh, any kind of uh, potential uh, file where we can uh, apply emotional emotions, mm -hmm. which is almost everything, everything. Um, we can uh, give some value. So improving uh, or accelerating the, 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 the process of education for kids, uh, reducing human error uh, on the on the driving, um, being more much more precise on, on pilot capacitation. 
So it's only those examples uh, that we can uh, we can apply our knowledge. Absolutely. And with such scenarios, basically, let's say the child or the person interacts with the horse and their brain signals are being mapped out. Mm-hmm. So can you talk to us a little bit about what sensors or how exactly uh, are the brain waves and brain signals being mapped out? What technology is lying behind it? Well, there are many technologies, uh, but uh, we are we have one of our files of research uh, at this moment uh, focusing uh, on the right devices uh, to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we can we can uh, talk about any kind of wearable you can imagine. Uh, for example, grasping uh, heart rate, uh, grasping uh, neuroactivity, grasping uh, algorithms behavior. So many times it's about how you are solving uh, some certain scenario. In the case of the horse, it's about how you solving that interaction with the horse. But on the other side, uh, you can be I don't know how you solve a maths problem if you are True. a kid learning. <laughs> so uh, many times it's about uh, all the different things that you can uh, you can analyze, uh, but you are not conscious uh, or you are not aware. But the algorithms are. <laughs> it's crazy because these algorithms can dig way deeper beyond the interaction that you have with the horse. Uh, can you talk to us maybe about a little bit about the findings? So what are some of the interesting findings that you found as people were interacting with the horses? What were you able to learn about the people you know, standing right in mm-hmm. front of the horse? Things that they may have not known about themselves in the moment. Well, th- there are there are many examples, but many times it's about, uh, especially for uh, leaders or uh, CEOs or chairmen, so those people who are uh, having a huge responsibility in front of many people, it's about many times they don't understand why uh, some certain uh, order or some certain uh, communication is interpreted in a completely different way or even uh, tougher or even uh, non-productive uh, as uh, they expected. So when they realize about uh, with the interaction with the horse, I mean, uh, when they realize that it's not about what they are saying, but how and, and all the intensity they are projecting, uh, it's uh, they, they are aware that they need to take care about that intensity, many times in negotiations as well, because it's about how you module that intensity and or how you can be much more precise about uh, what you are saying and important how you are saying that. It's interesting that you mentioned this because, you know, what you do is something that a lot of people can simply do, but how you deliver the message is where the magic happens. Um, it's, and it's also interesting because, as you've mentioned, emotions lie in almost everything that we do, whether it was in school or in college, in our workplace and dealing with other mm-hmm. people. So can you talk to us a little bit about how the algorithms can actually process and analyze the data? Can they predict uh, the problematic unconscious triggers in people's interactions with the horse? So as you know, um, uh, machine learning at the end is a black box. Okay. Yeah. So we need to consider uh, machine learning as a small part of artificial intelligence, which actually is not intelligence at this moment. <laughs> uh, but uh, this process of machine learning um, needs two different sources of information. The first one is the solution, the answer. So which mm-hmm. is, uh, or in our case, it's all the method and all the data we already uh, grasp and analyze during the last four years in face-to-face therapy. And plus all the um, new challenges that you want to improve or you want to obtain 
uh, some certain uh, solution, mm -hmm. which is the outcome. Okay, so um, you put in that black box the solutions yeah. plus the uh, the challenges you want to solve, and finally, after a huge process of of, of hiding layers, you can obtain a resolution. So this re resolution is what you can consider the result of machine learning uh, or deep learning process. Absolutely. Now, one thing a lot of people tend to know about you know machine learning or artificial intelligence is the fact that they train on patterns and. And some people may be listening and thinking, you know, but I'm, I don't show my emotions like any other person does. So how can AI and machine learning get smarter as they go with dealing with people's emotions? And is there any point where the machine stops learning about the new patterns of emotions? Well, um, it's not stopping because they are always learning as, 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 as we, we as a humans are learning. So uh, machine learning is inspired in neuroscience or in the, in the behavior of the neurons. Mm. Okay, they, they more or less uh, are inspired in the same way. Um, as much uh, neuroscience advances, as m we can see a, a huge uh, advantage in machine learning mm -hmm. uh, because they are applying exactly the same uh, procedures. So uh, the recognition of these patterns, uh, machine learning is boosting that process. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you have, you have much more data, you can be much more accurate on the recognition of the patterns. So the process of learning is about not having raw data, but having concrete data. Um, analyzed through these patterns so mm -hmm. through if you if you remember the, the the solutions of the black box yeah so mixing all of these challenge all of these uh, solutions they boost the capacity of uh, acquiring the right pattern mm -hmm. and through this pattern you can realize about how you can improve some 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 scenario or some situation some some emotion and as soon as you recognize that emotion in that concrete user uh, you can deliver a much better much more precise uh, learning process for example absolutely now some people may be thinking what is there any room for error how accurate is this mapping of every single person's emotions and after the emotion you know the brain signals are mapped and we know a little bit more about our emotions how can people actually work on themselves to better their responses well um the accuracy of the algorithms is always something tricky yeah. uh, because uh, of course you can measure about the percentage of, uh, of success acquiring that pattern no? or predict that pattern. Uh, the loss function which is the function that uh, realizes the training uh, of the algorithm mm -hmm. always helps you uh, when they have much more data. But uh, when the solution comes, comes when you can uh, be much more precise about uh, that process of data learning. Mm -hmm. Um, so imagine that we have uh, we have that pattern very clear, and uh, from these clear patterns, we can start uh, designing an, a, a, a new scenario. Okay, so that scenario always is based on what is much more uh, appealing to you. Mm. Because if I show something that doesn't excite you, uh, that means you are not acquiring, you are not experiencing something new, and your learning is not motivated to do so. So the idea is always uh, analyzing that accuracy of the of the patterns based on the data we are acquiring, but at the same time uh, delivering the right uh, information or the right uh, scenario uh, that 
gives you some sign, some some kind of excitement uh, into your uh, learning process. Absolutely, and I think that also is what makes it very personalized to every single human being. Exactly. No one's experience with such a machine or such AI would be similar to another. Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about the future of this technology in this field, and also where can you go ahead and see uh, this technology come to life. If you have any questions for Mark Herrero, make sure you send them our way at 4215. Do it this a lot or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Whenever we talk about artificial intelligence on the show, a lot of people tend to be afraid and weary that AI is going to be coming up and taking over our jobs. And a lot of the times we hear some of the biggest tech giants, one of them being Jack Ma, talk about how important it is to have emotional intelligence and to focus on our soft skills. Today, we're talking about one technology that will help us do just that. And it's all based on the interaction that we have with horses, the merge between technology and psychology is coming to life as we map our brain signals by interacting with horses. Joining us today is an entrepreneur at Sharjah Research Technology and Innovation Park, Mr. Mark Herrero, who has been definitely digging deeper into our conscious and letting us know how we can better predict our emotional responses. Thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Mark. Can you talk to us a little bit about you know, what caused you to come up with this idea and what future do you see for it? Um, thank you very much uh, once again. Uh, well, uh, the, the inspiration uh, about everything, uh, what I our dream is uh, to promote self-awareness in the society. Uh, as much uh, self-awareness uh, you can uh, feel and you can have in the society uh, will help uh, to, uh, to be um, or to broadcast uh, much more precise and, and, and profound understanding of the emotions, yeah. which are uh, almost everything <laughs> in our life. Um, so even uh, even though uh, Descartes said, um, so I, I think, so I'm, uh, I exist. Uh, so neuroscience now at this moment is saying completely the opposite, actually. So you feel so that you exist <laughs> and then you can think. <laughs> but uh, first of all, you feel. Uh, so if you are a baby, so the first thing is it's, it's you are feeling, not thinking, because your your brain True. is not ready. It's to all do the so. emotions, and because we don't understand their emotions, that's how mothers struggle with understanding what they need. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that's that's the idea. So when we are talking about the unconscious mind, which is something that it's uh, a little bit complex, as uh, artificial intelligence, uh, how you mention it, it's about uh, all the things that. Uh, created your personality and your identity and many times it's about or it's coming from long 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 uh, time ago so this understanding it's helping that process 100% and a lot of the times there are you go through so many experiences that you don't think would affect you you don't know that they're affecting you but in reality they are and they're impacting basically every other relationship in your life whether it was work or even in your personal life can you talk to us a little bit about the future of this technology where do you see it going and do you think it will be helping out adults and children understand themselves a little bit better? Yes, absolutely. So um, I'm, I'm a little bit visionary about uh, <laughs> how you, how I feel and how I see the, the future. And But the most important thing is uh, all the initiative that uh, Mr. Hussein and, uh, and SRTIP is doing, uh, helping companies like us in researching and developing that kind of technology, which creates the future and actually the present. Uh, so there are many, uh, many 
opportunities that you can uh, you can see. Uh, there are many, uh, like for example, um, at this moment we are transforming the retail industry from a perspective that uh, instead of transactional, so mm. I mean instead of going to a shop buy uh, something that someone said that you need that, it's about to realize and be aware what exactly uh, stuff you need. Mm. So you need to live an, an, an interaction. You need to experiment something. Uh, based on depth patterns, uh, depth psychology perspective, uh, playful, something that you can enjoy from a leisure perspective, but it's helping you to choose the right product. So imagine mm. you have a, pro- a list of 500 products and after that interaction, you realize that finally you have three products to choose, which are exactly the products you need. Wow, so, so it's like creating an experience exactly. out of purchasing something. Exactly, so this is one of the things that we are doing and how we are applying into real tangible things, uh, all of our uh, efforts and researches. The other thing is about uh, developing um, a training uh, program for, for kids, uh, so accelerating the process especially focusing on gifted kids, um, so how they can learn faster and better. Mm. So, mm. I mean, many times it's about following uh, uh, just one line. One uh, size fits all learning. Right, exactly. So, instead of, there are many, because there are many because we are humans, so for each human may exist uh, something different. And uh, our effort is just to deliver the right um, strategy for each individual uh, for accelerating the learning process and something very important to reduce the time waste. Mm, Absolutely and especially when you discuss you know the way gifted kids learn a lot of the times they may be very talented they're very gifted in one area of life but because we don't have the right skills and the right techniques to understand how they're gifted we may not be able to put that into good use. Exactly so um, they have an asynchronic uh, development which means uh, many times they are super uh, focused in something and solve some uh, some challenge mm-hmm. but they are they are uh, forgiving uh, many times uh, or they are forgetting sorry uh, they are forgetting many things related to uh, emotions or, or social skills. Uh, there are this opportunity mm. in where we can personalize the learning process and uh, and from this learning process we can uh, improve and reduce the time because this is the most important thing why you need to expend almost one one quarter of your life uh, in at, at the school so why not you, you we can deliver with all the technology a better much more precise system uh, for acquiring the knowledge you need for the start of your life, actually. 100%. Why spend 12 years in school only then to go ahead and do it again in university and then you go out to the real life and mm-hmm. people tell you, put aside everything you've learned, the real life is totally different. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, this is, I think, part of the reason why you are actually working on uh, a brand new strategy to mm-hmm. actually partnership with schools right here in the right. UAE. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we are partnering uh, with all the team. We are establishing partners agreements, not only with the schools, which is something uh, that is uh, an incredible opportunity, but also uh, with uh, many companies that want to transform uh, the world in a perspective that in a shared perspective, let's say, uh, because our main goal, uh, once again, is about to promote uh, or design interactions to promote self-awareness. What means being authentically with your client. So forget true. about your uh, egocentric vision. Your ego, no, true. no, no. It's about how you can solve better 
uh, your your clients needs so this is a, this is what we are doing basically helping our partners or being with our partners to give a much more precise understanding of what they need 100% and self-awareness is a gift that no one can put a price to thank you so much Mark Herrero for joining us today and letting us know more about the merge between technology and psychology it's an absolutely pleasure thank you very much uh, to all of you and uh, I hope uh, to be here often thank you very much hopefully you will and we wish you the best of luck in all of your future endeavors to everyone tuning in to us right now thank you so much for lending us your ears for the hour future talk is coming to an end but you can catch us again later same time same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m until then we're going to be opening the airwaves for the only place to be at three the halftime show with omar Duri. he's going to be giving you even a much deeper perspective on our mental health physical health as well as our emotional well-being it is a show that you do not want to miss i wish you a fantastic afternoon stay blessed stay safe and we'll see you tomorrow This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.